What's up, Duke fans? Welcome to the Devil's Den podcast. I'm your host, Josh Smith, joined by my co-host, Raul and Shu, coming at you after Duke beats Notre Dame 68-64. Um, Coach K's first game back in Cameron since retirement, so that was a little bit last minute. I think that kind of got a lot of people stirred up. I don't know if it was intentional, but I'm going to guess it is that we just happened to wear the gray jerseys on K's first game back, right? That just seems like that had oh, to yeah. wind up that way. Before we jump in and talk about the game a little bit, just kind of wanted to toss it out to you all. Any emotions, any thoughts, feelings, seeing Kay come out? He seemed really kind of stoic and a little uncomfortable, maybe, with just being in that environment a little well, they bit. Put him, put him right in front of the band, too. You know, like, <laughs> you got a trombone in your ear, like, sure, that wasn't great. But, yeah, he did look, <laughs> he looked a little sedated a little, you know, for most of the time, like. Mark hit that stone cold three and I don't, I don't know if he blinked, you know, Mickey, it was nice seeing Mickey doing the shots, 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 yeah. shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, as you mentioned, you know, I don't, I don't think it was a coincidence with the uniforms, obviously with this being Mike Bray's perhaps last time coaching in Cameron, you know, that was, that's what brought him out. I'm sure it wasn't, uh, just a Valentine's day date. Um, right. I know they, they honored, uh, Mike. I think at practice, Mike Bray didn't want to do anything during the game. Um, so I, I saw a picture, you know, Kay had brought him a, a bottle of wine that had the Duke in Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, you're the man for the job inscribed on it. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just great seeing him back. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody planned on him coming at all this year. At least I didn't, uh, until the news broke that, you know, that Mike wasn't going to be back at Notre Dame. So I think it was a nice thing to come and show a little respect to, uh, Former assistant, Mr. Final Four, uh, Mike Bray himself. For sure. For sure. Raul, what about you seeing K back there for the first time? Well, you know, full disclosure, on the last podcast, we actually recorded a segment about Bray, but I ended up cutting it because we thought at the time that he was just retiring. Mm -hmm. And now it, you know, emerges that he might go on to coach somewhere else. So none of it seemed all that relevant. But if you remember, I did mention in that segment, like, I wonder what Coach K will do. So it didn't really surprise me at all that he was there, you know, him and Bray being such good uh, friends. Mm -hmm. It was weird, like how he was able to contain his emotions, because I'm not nearly as connected to Duke as, uh, as Kay is. And if I'm in a game, I can't control it at all. It's just profanity. He's just screaming, you know, <laughs> yeah. even in front of little kids and stuff like that. So it was surprising to me that he was able to kind of stay in check like that in such a close game. I think it really seemed like he just had to channel his like coaching self, right? right. He sat there, wa was watching it as if he was coaching it. Like there was no like riding waves. There was no kind of like excitement. It really seemed like, um, now I'm sure that he was, but it, I think it was an intentional way for him to kind of just protect himself, try to blend in, try not to get a ton of camera time. Um, I know they had talked about like, one of the reasons that he doesn't come back a whole lot is because they're really, and this is a good point. There's not a great place, place to for people like that to come in and sit. Um, yeah. Now, you know, we've had presidents in the house. We've had celebrities in the house, but they have to go sit on the stand or sit on the bleachers. I'm pretty sure a 75 or seven or how 
year old Coach K is not really wanting to get on the bleachers, probably. Yeah. Um, I would have set him on the bench, but that's just, you know, that's just me. I would have put him up there, but <laughs> I, he probably wouldn't have wanted that. You know, he probably would have been distracting. Been, yeah. He wouldn't have wanted that. Um, but it was cool. It was cool seeing him back and seeing him, seeing us get a win for him, especially considering his last game there didn't go that great. Um, it was a little in doubt for a little while. Yeah. So. I, I was going to say, I just wish it had been a little bit better of a performance. <laughs> yeah. And, I do and, know that Kay really likes Mitchell. Um, you know, he was, you know, messaging John Shire about that earlier in the year. So that's a kind of cool moment that Mitchell hit that in front of him. Yeah. Yeah. That they seemed that's a, kind of a prototypical K kind of recruit anyway, right? Mm -hmm. Like dating all the way back to just yeah. like Wang Davis, Hill, Hill all those yeah. guys, you know, um, just right in that mold. So, well, you, you mentioned Mark, so let's start there. I think that's the kind of the, the place to start. Mark's kind of been a little up and down recently. Um, you know, Shire talked about how he's been getting up a hundred corner threes in practice. He really hadn't even been shooting threes lately after being like 42% earlier in the year. Um, Picked a great time to to start hitting some though. I mean that he so we're up one with what like twelve seconds left. Roach yeah. gets the ball yeah. top of the key, um, draws left. They sag off of Mark, makes a pocket pass to him, and he just knocks it down. Um, it could. I don't want to use the word season saving shot, but if you're a team that's sitting on the eight nine seed and you lose at home to this Notre Dame yeah. team, you're out of the no. tournament. Yeah, that's you're well, out of the tournament. Now you, you have saving. you have work you have to opportunity. Do, right? Yeah, yeah, you have some opportunity, but you're out probably yeah. with that. So, just a big time shot, and he only plays 15 minutes. So let's talk about that. I guess um, one for you all. Talk a little bit about the shot, your reaction. You know the stones on that, and then two. Him playing 15 minutes, is that something that you think is going to keep trending with the way Dorit's coming on? Or or do you see him getting back up to that 25 minutes? I mean, Dorit's been showing that he can put up, you know, put up a lot of points quick. You know, he punches and bunches. So, um, you know, Mark, I don't want to take anything away. I think, obviously, he's been our best one-on-one -on -one defender. You know, some of the stuff he's done, shutting down um, – you know, the, the opposing team's best player has been incredible. Um, but, you know, there are are those points where we have scoring droughts. They're still happening. Um, so it'd be nice to to have somebody um, like like Dariq, who's been shooting the ball really well uh, as of lately. Yeah. Yeah. To that point, uh, Dariq is like nine of 12 from three over his last 12 attempts. And he's also at 50% for the year. And I don't mean the full uh season i mean like 2023 yeah. yeah so you know that's what a month and a half mm -hmm. so that's really impressive he's just more of a natural fit to me at the three if you're going to play two bigs than mark mitchell is you know we've been talking about this all year like and i don't see us getting away from the two big lineup simply because young lively and flip have all been so good at various points yeah. so if we're going to do that anyway i think Derek makes a lot more sense simply because of the volume of three-point attempts he's willing to take versus Mitchell. You know, Mitchell can stretch, but he's not really a stretch player. Right. Definitely not from the three. He's yeah. not stretching from the three. Right now, if we had him at the four, that's a little bit of a different conversation. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you all, I think. I mean, I think it's less about what he's doing and more about a kind of Lively's kind of, you know, coming on, Dorit being able to come on and be a more of a natural fit there. 
Flip's not going anywhere, right? Like he's a mainstay in that lineup. Um, and then you mentioned Young, which is another good point because we really have three just kind of high-level playable bigs. Now, you can kind of debate on maybe you don't like some things about Lively's game or you don't like some things about Young's game. Last night, all three of them are like really good. I thought yeah. what they do, right? Like Flip was able to initiate offense, score efficiently. Um, Young the same way. You know, he only plays – how many minutes did Young play last night? Like nine or ten? Not a ton. Um, nine. Yeah, six points, eight rebounds, you know, just the one turnover. Um, you know, Lively plays 27 minutes. I think he had like six, six and two blocks or something like that. Um, it, it's hard to to take some of these guys off the floor. Um, you know, with Dorit coming back strong too, he ends up playing 27 minutes last night. And, you know, it looked like he was on pace for a pretty big game there. Initially, he hits like his first three threes, and then I don't think he scores again after that. But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what that's going to look like and how the, the minutes are going to gonna switch around. But either way, huge shot for Mark. I mean, happy for oh, him yeah. to have that. Um, he's hit a lot of big shots over in that same spot. So yeah. we can talk about that in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, lefty just in the left corner. Shots. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he likes that. I hit the other three hit because um, – Besides Dariq, they they were the only two that hit threes, right? And nobody else made a three. It was just Dariq made three, and he hit, and Mark made two. Yeah, on, we were five of twenty, so yeah. not great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, Mark hit two of them from it, the first one was kind of that left wing, and then obviously the the big one in the left corner. Um, but as a left handed player, you know, that's probably what he prefers shooting on that side of the floor a lot easier. Yeah. Um, and you know, also another thing too, she probably know more about this being a lefty, but I don't think a lot of other people realize it as much that I really like that we have him not deep in the corner, right? Because he is a lefty. So that's a, yeah. that's a really tough shot. If he's like in the traditional corner, if you're a right-handed shooter versus being a left, like he seems to kind of be about two yeah, to two three feet, feet yeah, in yeah, yeah. to give him to be able to line that I, up. I never thought about that, but that makes sense. Cause the yeah, line you can get is, behind the, the back of the back is a tough yeah. shot. Tough shot. Um, but you know, we'll just for all the other nerds and geeks that like that stuff like I do. But uh on the subject of the bigs, I will say that it seemed like we did play one big more often last night in the second half, at least. And I thought that was kind of a response to them going small, which we can talk about because that's what got them back in the game. But there was long stretches of just lively, there was a stretch of just flip. So that was yeah. interesting to me too. Yeah, and yeah, I, I think we, so we can talk about that now. Well, I, mean, I was going to also, because we were talking about the big guys, Lively, you guys noticed like last night he was being aggressive on offense, you know, showing, I think he shot a three, he caught it in the paint, turned around and scored. Yeah, he had a little nice post up. Yeah, so it's nice to see him at least being a threat, you know, that I think that's going to help out if teams know that, it, you know, if they pass it to him, he's not even going to look to score. It's easy to scout that. So at least becoming a, a somewhat of a threat. I bet yeah. that was in the scouting report a little bit because um, we mentioned on the last pod that this could be a big game for our big men simply because they don't really have, they don't any have anybody. Yeah. 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 Um, and he's, he, he really has to do more of that too, because he's in a position to where you can be defended by a much smaller guy and they're not going to bring anyone because they're just not, this guy wants to pass or yeah. this guy's going to look to kind of, he's not going to look to go back. Yeah, up you and just have that. a body on him. That's all you need. It doesn't yeah, matter what just body. Put a little body on him. He'll feel it. He's not coming to you. Right? Could you like imagine Kihei Clark, you know, <laughs> just, he's got to just, no, let me pass this out. Jackie Moon, but back to yeah. you. Man. 
got his hand on his hammy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but one good thing too, before we kind of talk a little, I want to talk about Notre Dame too. Um, only eight turnovers last night. Now it was kind of ugly a little bit early. It was kind of like, Ugh, but kind of settled in, um, which ironically we blow a 14 point second half lead, but not really because of turnovers. I, I don't know what exactly is going on with the offense. We've talked about it because we can run good things. Um, you know, right now, the offense is just continuing to just spiral out of control. Um, we're, we're 41st overall in Ken Palm. The offense is 72nd, which, oh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was in the, like the high thirties, low forties, like not even a few weeks ago. Like that's a pretty, you have to play pretty poorly to, to get it to drop at that rate. Um, and it's not just a pace thing. It's not a pace thing. We're, we're not, it's not just that we're not able to score in the seventies because we don't play fast enough. Virginia, other teams play really slow or slower than we do and are able to maintain like top 15, top 10 offenses yearly. It's not well, that. Could it be um, the uh, 40 turnovers we had in two games? I think we had 21 and 22 in back-to-backs, right? It could be the, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's got to be that and just the inability to shoot. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's not the same thing every game. Right. Um, you know, because right. again, we, we had a two-to-one assist to turnover in this game, but we couldn't hit threes. Yeah. And then, in the, and then, you know, in the Virginia game, we shoot really well, but we can't take care of the ball. Yeah. That, I mean, it's it's frustrating that it kind of seems to – and that it's a youth thing too, right? And maybe it's just a new staff that, like, everything's a little more reactionary. So, like, this one thing goes wrong, so we focus all of our attention on trying to fix that. We fix that, and then we lose this other part, right? And then it's like, okay, now we go back and we try to figure that out, and then something else pops up. Um, I will say we do shoot really well from the free throw line, and we yeah. did it yet again, 13 of 15. Yeah, and needed all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Tyrese hit some big ones weight there, too. That was clutch. Um, you know, another kind of bad shooting game for Roach, which is kind of trended a little bit now. Uh, I think that's kind of what, two or three in a row after the after he played really well against Carolina. Um, oh, obviously, yeah, no was... one really did much against Miami, but... He was seven of eleven against UVA. Okay, so yeah, yeah, he was good against UVA. That's yeah, right. So it's going to be more because he started out the game. That's right. right. He started out on fire. And we were right, complaining yeah. that he didn't shoot more in the second half. Yeah, but okay, he had five yeah, yeah. turnovers in that game, so it's like he found another way to, you know, yeah. have a negative impact. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's. I was really just hoping, I guess, maybe that's what it is, hoping for more of that career year from Roach. And he's actually shooting lower than his – he's shooting a lower mm. percentage from the four yep. than his career numbers. And he's shooting slightly better from three, but only by like a percent or a half percent. I mean, 33 percent. So, you know, it would be nice to – he was three for 12 last night, just didn't have it. Um, our guards didn't really do a ton, a ton last night. You know, I think Tyrese didn't score his first basket until – Six layup. minutes left yeah. or something yeah. like that. I mean, um, you know. he had a fast break. It was a fast break layup, and then he had another one, kind of down the uh, down the wire. Where he, yeah, that one was big though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His shots were huge late. Um, I also think too we have a tendency to overpass. Yeah, and I know Definitely. John has talked a lot about like we were able to play like our offense, like we just run things more smoothly when we're like operating off of a pass. But I think sometimes there's a tendency to just overpass, especially kind of, you know, not to call guys out. It's a, can be a good quality, but like Grandison, Young, 
you know, even proctor a little bit. Um, there's a tendency to maybe just overpass when sometimes you just got to try to make something happen there. I feel like a couple of our turnovers were just like passes that hit off our chest, right? Like there's <laughs> one fast break. I think it, it was at Grandison. It hit off of him. Ryan might have bobbled one here or there. So, yeah. And, but you know, like you said, all overall, eight turnovers is. So, you take that, yeah, you take, take that, that especially it's, it still feels a little fortunate to win. I mean, you know, good one is just killing us. Dude has 25 points off the bench, but he doesn't even score the final four minutes. And like, they had like two possessions where dudes are trying to just like cross us over and just like cross themselves. And Proctor takes the ball and gets his layup, you know? So, I mean, we'll take it, but I think there's something to be said there i really thought though like just watching it if i wasn't a duke fan i'm sitting there like man bray's good at offense he's he's really good at, he just went five out and was letting goodwin just post up our guards and was running the same little just curl to get him to the free throw line extended and just catch low and do whatever he wanted now you know you hope that he's not just going to be sitting there making like mj and kobe fadeaways that's what like say, he was uh, i think they hit like 10 Turnaround, you know, but fatalism. credit to you, if your guy's hot, credit to you for getting it. Yeah. He was 11 of 13, and I think he only had what two threes. So that's nine shots like in the lane. And I don't think, I don't think most of them were layups. Yeah. They were like followaways right. and just like getting, yeah. It was, uh, and, and they were non discriminatory too. He got them on everybody. I don't care who it was. Yeah. It was Jake, it was Mitchell, it was Proctor, it was Lively, it was Flip. Yeah, did I mean, not care. Come one, come all. I'm, I don't care. I'm scoring on you. So, yeah, props to him for coming out and doing that. You know, I, I will say though that, like, I thought we allowed him to go one on one versus um, a guard too much. Like, you know, he has a post up on, um, sorry, on Whitehead, and then he has another one on Grandison, like, real close succession there. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't understand why we weren't like, bringing lively over or doing something. I know that they have shooters, but there's got to be a better solution than that. Maybe a switch or something, get a little more size on him. Well, he scored on lively a couple of times too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But like, I yeah. still think it's a better option than Grandison. Sure. I mean, the one he's like 80 pounds. Yeah. I mean, the one it, he got on whitehead was crafty though. Instead of yeah, t- turning around and shooting, he did that kind of like, yeah, that like that he was going to fade away, but he too. scooped it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah sure. Sure. He got yeah. Lucky. I mean, yeah. But at that point, you just do a box and one, whatever yeah. you got to do. I mean, he's literally yeah. the only, the other guys can't even dribble the basketball half the time. So yeah. it's like, dude, like, let's figure this out. Um, but you know, whatever he was hot, he had it going. And, um, you know, it, it shouldn't have been that though. That's just another thing of the inability to put teams away. Um, and I'm not saying we got to blow teams out, but just the inability to even win like by double figures is like kind of alarming. <laughs> Yeah, you're think up, about you're it. up 14, which was the Ken Palm spread. If you just trade baskets with them from then on out, you're fine. And then you win by 14 and everybody feels good. Yeah. I mean, I think we've won three games in conference by double figures. Right. Boston College, of, Florida State, Georgia Tech. So that tells you. <laughs> yeah, a lot of one possession wins yeah. at home, and, especially. Yeah. Um so, you know, I mean, that's not super ideal. Um, I guess if you want to kind of be um, sunshine and rainbows and optimism, you can say that we have a lot of experience in close games late. And so hopefully we're at least developing some sort of kind of comfortability being there. Uh, would like to not have to be there as much. But I mean, I guess the other the other optimism is like we're not even optimism, but just looking on the bright side, it's like we haven't lost those games like we easily could have 
that's the difference between this team and 2021, I think. You know, Ken Palm wise, the 2021 team was actually higher, but we just weren't winning those close games. We've won a lot under Shire for whatever reason. And we're just in so many of them that maybe yeah. it is just start. I mean, you got to win some, hopefully. Right. Well, to be fair, we've also lost that's four true, or true. five yeah. that we could have won too. Yeah. Like Kansas, Clemson, Virginia Tech, et cetera. Well, the, the thing that jumps out to me that 72nd in offense on Ken Palm, like that's unheard of under K, Purdue, right? Yeah. Like yeah, we would have been, even the 21 team was probably top 20 in offense, right? It was just their yeah. defense. Yeah, it was usually when we had a bad team under K, it was usually the defense letting us down. Yeah. I that has to be that's the worst of my lifetime, I think. I would think so. Yeah. Well, I yeah. guess Ken Palmer only Ken goes Palmer back, goes to, back yeah, to, yeah, right. to when yeah. I was yeah, twenty I'm years old. I'm not only twenty years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Um it's the worst in half of your lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If if you want a decent comparison of it, and I know I keep doing this, I gotta stop doing this, but the 072 team, right? They're 44th yeah. on offense. So they're 30 spots better than this team offensively. And a much so, better defensive team, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh I don't think I'm just looking now as we go through it. And I'm not gonna compare John to K, but if we're just talking Duke, K has had one season in the last Ooh, one season in the last 14 of his final 14 seasons, only one of them was not top 10 offensively. Yeah, he was an offensive genius. He was a guru. He was a guru. Um, He could take, that was a a real strength of, I don't want to get on a tangent, but he could just take lineups that you would not think would be good offensively and it would not look good aesthetically. Oh no. But it would be awesome. You know, it would just be awesome. Um, You know, who knew, but whatever. Uh, Last thing we should talk about, I know we talked a little bit about Whitehead, but just, Real quick, how concerned are we in terms of like, are we just only going to get a three point shooter? Is that what we're looking at? Are we looking at kind of more of an AJ Griffin, um, where you know that the driving is there, you know, the athleticism is there, but we just never see it? Is that kind of where y'all are settling in with Whitehead, or are you, you know, he's just a second game back? Are we expecting him to kind of, we never really actually saw it. So that's my concern of, Maybe this is just what we get. Now, we can still have incredible value from him with what we have, but is this kind of what y'all expect? Should we just lean into that role for him, or do you at some point expect to see Alpha Whitehead out here? Yeah, I mean, like you said, even if that is the version of him we get, there's still a lot of value in that. I think it's good at least that his minutes have kind of trended up because even if he's just going to be a three-point shooter, you're getting more attempts if you play 30 minutes than if you play 10 or 15. Um, but yeah, I'm not really seeing it. Like he just seems so cautious about his body. There was a play where he should have, uh, dove for a loose ball last night and he didn't. He just kind of stood upright. Now I will say the whole team was being a little bit lazy on those kind of sure, plays. Sure. I don't Parker know what was going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems like he's in his head about hurting himself. Yeah. And that may, you know, maybe it's related to draft stock, but that seems like the cynical view. I think it's just awareness of the possibility of getting re-injured yeah i don't really think that it's i think it's funny to kind of throw that out there but when you just if you just put yourself in any kind of remote like similar situation for like your job or whatever you're not really thinking about that most of the time if you're a player you're just playing now if you want to think about draft stock then you pull a jalen johnson maybe you know or you kind of go that route where you just completely say wait a minute i'm just going to focus on this over here 
Well, I'm not an athlete, but I injured myself. I injured my foot back in November, and I still kind of favor it in weird ways, even though it doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, someone who I had to wear ankle braces on both ankles because just the thought of even seeing people roll their ankle makes my ankle hurt. So I could see him, you know, it being a mental thing. You know, before the season, I pictured Dariq, you know, being out and passing lanes and getting a lot of fast break dunk. I, I don't even know if we've we've seen one fast break, but he didn't dunk it. He missed the dunk. Mm. Um, so hopefully that's not the last one of those we get from him. But you might be right. I mean, you might just be uh, changing it to the old man at the wide, just stand in the corner and shoot threes. Which is tragic, man, because and we haven't talked about this enough, but like props to Shire for keeping things together. I don't think we've like, we as a fan base kind of recognize what it means to lose like an alpha 20 point per game kind of score. If he's shooting like this from three based on how we played in high school and his ability to like hit pull up twos to finish to, and score at all three levels, his passing ability, that little like bounce, a little slip screen that him and flip ran was just yeah. money last night. would love to see some more of that. Um, that really throws a wrench in what you're trying to do, especially when it happens late in the summer and you're expecting this is going to be our guy. It's very clear to see his numbers and you just project him over like 33, 32 minutes a game and what he could do. That's tough. And this team would desperately need that. You know, if we had that, it just throws so much more of a wrinkle into what we can do. It's also tougher when you're kind of going back and forth in his availability. That's it's like yeah. if he's out for the season, then you just kind of pivot into a new game plan. But the fact that he comes back and then goes out again, just, you know, however many games later, I think makes it even tougher. I mean, we saw even under like K uh, when a player would get injured, there was times where the team really kind of took, I mean, I'm not going to compare Whitehead to like Zion, but when Zion was out, the team goes 500. I think they would have been a bad team if Zion had not been on that team. So, you know, as you subtract a player, who's not quite at that level, but a guy who I think could easily score 17 to 20 a game if he was in full health. And yeah. you can totally see why we're struggling offensively. Yeah. yeah. When, was Derek your preseason uh, pick points per game, Josh? It should have been. It might not. I might have just leaned to Roach, but I remember when we were doing, I don't remember when we did it, if we already knew that he was injured or not. And oh, we so, knew he was definitely if we, he was definitely if we injured back at the like early thought, summer, like, yeah. it would have been direct. When we were doing those recruiting pods, I, I he was my guy. Like I was really excited about him coming in and what he could do. Um, and maybe we still see a version of that. Maybe we still he doesn't have to go in there drawing a bunch of contact to be effective. But uh, you know, if nothing else, hopefully we can at least get five to seven three point attempts from him per game. That would be that would be nice. But. Well, let's kind of get ready to to wrap up and get out of here. One thing we did want to touch on is uh, talk to talk to Watson a little earlier today. He's planning on coming on here in the next week or so. He's got a lot, a lot of stuff going. But uh, so TDD turns twenty five today, so that's pretty exciting. It's also John's birthday too, so you know, shout out to him. Um, been around since nineteen ninety eight. So I thought we would just kind of take a second and talk about maybe some swap some stories or whatever on that. Uh, I think John wants to come on and do kind of sort of like a mailbag or. Uh, maybe a commemorative thing at some point, but um, I guess I can start and roll. I think we might have even met that way. I'm not even really sure, yeah. but uh, it was probably back between somewhere between 07, 08. I think 08 is about when I joined over there on Scout during the whole 
um, John Wall, Patrick Patterson, Monroe kind of like two year saga going on there. Is that, is that when you came on to? Yeah. So the first recruitment I definitely remember was wall. Um, and okay. then of course, yeah. you know, and then the Harrison Barnes thing is big in my mind too. Cause that was a huge dramatic period on the board. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Wall is the first one. I kind of remember like no one really thought we were going to get him, but we were so desperate for an elite recruit that I was following that one pretty closely. But yeah, so uh, yeah, I feel like um had to be Wall, Barnes. It was definitely, I definitely remember the Barnes one like a lot. Like I remember looking at like the Monroe, the Patterson, the Kenny Boyton's, the Brennan Knights, some of that stuff. But I think Wall was one of the big ones. Um, obviously Barnes, because I remember I was at the Duke game that was Harrison's official visit. Yeah. And I'm sitting up there like on the boards, like on my phone, you know, I'm like trying to <laughs> check the boards on my phone. Um, that well, that was when recruiting was well, like but... so much more dramatic to us. Yeah, it was. Because we kind of had that lull of, or we felt that it was a lull of talent, right? We were still getting good players like Singler and whatever, but King. yeah, but we were kind of missing on a lot of the, the, the more top 10 guys. Yeah, and we definitely weren't bringing snagging multiples. In the, yeah, in the yeah class. that's when you're getting McClure's and guys like that, like kind of. Yeah, well, know. I think it was like Kay was still a little reluctant to embrace one and done, and that was sort of when it was starting to shift towards that era. And he was like pretty deep in the in the Olympics stuff too, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, that's yeah, a, little a lot of energy, too. a lot of time. Um, and then that was like right before the payout of the Olympic experience, like after 08 happened in Beijing. Then it's like, oh, we're just forgetting literally anyone we want. Um, but yeah, those were good times. That was back at Scout. I remember the whole like John Reek saga. I remember mm-hmm. the the midnight chats, you know, everyone trying to get in there and get the uh um apparently Austin Rivers was in one of those chats. Yeah, the 919. <laughs> yeah. 919 was like a big thing. There's like a thing going around where like UNC or IC was giving, right. you know, 91% chance he's going to Carolina or whatever um but yeah so shout out to shout out to john shout out to tdd um that's big time so hopefully we'll get him to come on we'll probably come back hopefully saturday night maybe sunday uh react to the syracuse game we previewed that on our last pod so if you want to kind of get a little more info check that out they did just beat state by three um so it's setting up to be a good game i'm pretty sure we're both what nine and six in conference and yeah Syracuse yep. has got to be kind of like fighting for any sort of potential tournament life. Um, you know, if if they get, obviously they're looking at us where we're not the kind of quality win that you would get previously. Um, but either way, I'm sure they're going to be pretty pumped up to play that. So uh, I think that's a six o'clock tip on a Saturday, which is kind of odd. But we'll yeah, with it being at home for them, that would be we're what quad, quad two. two. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're 30. 32nd or 31st, so just right outside of quad one. Better than I expected, honestly. But yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so hopefully we can we can wrap that up and get a good win, get a big win. If not, you know, we'll come back to the drum board. I think I predicted a loss on the last pod, so I'll stick with that. Um either one of y'all want to flip flop or are you still going still well, going with the we'll see. It'd be a quad two loss for us too, because it's on the road and they're like ninety eight. First, first so it'd be one our first or? one outside of quad one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to say we, we keep it, uh, the quad two sheet clean. We get the win. Yeah. I'm I'm trying not to let this kind of eking out this Notre Dame win, you know, affect my mentality too much. 
Like I feel more pessimistic about the Syracuse game, but I know that's just because of what I just saw. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as usual, we take a team lightly, you know, on the last podcast. Oh, I'm not worried about that. Right. And then of course it's close. Yeah, almost time. lose. Yeah. yeah. Almost lose. Um, One thing also, and I don't know why we didn't mention it, but man, flip, what a, what a, yeah, we totally warrior. skipped over him. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> he just had 22 on a bum ankle, you know, yeah. just was getting yeah. it however he wanted to six and three with two turnovers too, you know? So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. but w- one thing I did like what I saw, um, in the Notre Dame game is they did go to a zone for a bit and flip just ate that up. Sitting yeah. out in the mid range jumper, mid range jumpers driving in. Obviously he's probably not going to put the ball and drive it in around Jesse Edwards and Syracuse, but if, if he's going to sit back and, and let, you know, flip take those 15, 16 footers. Yeah. And it definitely makes it more intriguing for me to have him in that spot because if like he is there and he starts making some of those few, you got to pull up. And if we're playing him in lively, dude, you gotta, you gotta, Dumb. like, yeah. hopefully Flip can make that little just quick pass to him, which, you know, he's I had some insane passes. So you would think that he could be able to do that. But, um, yeah, we need it. We need one. So we'll take it however we can get it. Well, y'all know what to do in the meantime. Rate, review, subscribe, find us on the boards at thedevilsden.com. Email us at thedevilsdenpod at gmail.com. Keep those faces strong in the verve. Go do. It.